6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. You've probably heard of this, wanted to get into it today, was making news in all the headlines in the newscast, Hockey Canada, publishing an open letter to Canadians saying it's reopening a third-party investigation into an alleged sexual assault involving eight members of its 2018 World Junior Team. Now, a lawsuit was quietly settled in May with a young woman who claims the assault happened in a hotel room following a gala party in London. And since then, there's been plenty of fallout, including major sponsors pulling their cash, the federal government as well. Dr. Mac Ross is an assistant professor in the School of Kinesiology at Western University. Dr. Ross studies human rights in sports. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right. Is this too late, too little, too late, or better late than never, would you say? (laughs) Uh, Well, better late than never, but... um... I think it's pretty clear that Hockey Canada wouldn't have wouldn't have done anything or or gone to these lengths if if it wasn't for the pressure put on them by sponsors and fans. So uh, it's better late than never, but uh, I think it it taught a lot of people a lesson about uh, the organization's accountability. Now, all of this uh, coming in 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 part of it is making sure that um, all um, that. Um, that uh, all players will be uh, have to take mandatory courses, uh, you know, um, uh, sexual violence, consent training. There's a whole number of things that has to happen moving forward if, if anyone wants to be involved uh, with, with the organization going forward. Now, all of this comes after all sorts of calls, of course, Mac, to do something to improve the culture uh, within the sport. What is it, do you believe, that culture in the sport that I don't know perpetuates violence I guess it's uh, two twofold um, on the one hand we, we elevate hockey players above any other athlete in Canada so in the United States you, you do see some of these issues in other sports but less so here in Canada um, typically when when somebody um, commits an act that's uh, against the law um, in another sport they they're pretty, pretty uh, quick to, to go to court, and it, it's not as easy to cover up. It doesn't feel like, at least to me. Um, so, hockey players have have a degree of privilege and standing in Canadian society that uh, other other athletes don't, and even other celebrities don't. And on on the other hand, uh, it's it's a violent sport. It's uh, you know, men learn violence, um, and violence is an intrinsic part of the Canadian style of ice hockey, at least, is, is not necessarily the case for international ice hockey, which I think shows that we can do it a different way. There's there's nothing written in stone that says we have to celebrate violence the way we do in ice hockey. Um, but when you put those two together, you, you get a situation where violence is celebrated and, and the players aren't necessarily being held accountable for violent actions. And, and then you get into these these bizarre situations where it seems like Hockey Canada doesn't even realize, Mm. you know, the consequences of not being transparent about these things. If, if, I guess, uh, fans and organizations are going to support violence on the ice, what responsibility, whose responsibility is it to make sure it doesn't spill out outside of the ice rink? Uh, It's Hockey Canada. Um, 
if, it, if it's at the elite level of, of ice hockey, um, and in this case it was directly related to Hockey Canada and a Hockey Canada team, uh, it's incumbent upon them to provide the training um, and, and the culture change necessary to make sure that uh, this is something people even want their children to be involved with going forward because I, I've seen that in the press recently. Um, parents questioning, you know, is this something I really want my child to aim for? Um, if, if this is the, the type of culture they're getting involved with. Do fans have to take some responsibility here? Um, that's a great question. Uh, you talk about, fans, you know, the fact that we put, you know, these athletes on a pedestal. Yeah, fan, fandom is a strange thing. Um, fan is short for fanatic, right? Mm -hmm. So they don't, they don't necessarily view um, these situations um, uh, in, a, in a rational way, um, especially when it's your, a player from your own team. Um, you'll, you tend to give them every benefit of the doubt. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there's a division between fans, between those who do want real change, real reform, and those who believe that the way hockey has been played for the last 100 years is just fine and the culture around hockey for the last 100 years <laughs> is just fine and it should stay that way, even though everything else in society has changed. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, there's those folks out there saying, hey, this is the way it's always been. It's part of our history, just the way it is. You know, how do we change that those minds and I, and I know it is changing in summer we've seen a lot of change especially in the past you know couple of decades in all sorts of different areas but you're always going to have some folks I believe no matter what we're talking about that are going to say uh-uh I don't like change I'm not doing it I think at some point you have to move on without them um they'll, they'll either come with you or they won't and ice hockey right now as it stands is just it's it's constantly embroiled in controversy it's it's one thing after another the chicago blackhawks um logan mayu mm -hmm. and now and now this um it, it's happening at a far greater rate it feels like than than any other sport there's constantly these issues and i don't know how you can take a look around the globe and see hockey being played in different ways and hockey players behaving in different ways and not come to the conclusion that uh, Canadian ice hockey and North American ice hockey is fundamentally different, and the differences lie in the violence. Yeah, you know, you know, Mac, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you from Alberta, where the Battle of Alberta between the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers, epic, and some of those most epic games have been where, you know, everybody's just, you know, bench clearing brawls the goalies have gone on it gone at it and you know people still talk about what that that last game where where that happened and and I, I don't know what it is I mean I, even me I was watching that game going holy smokes this is at the time awesome but now when you think about it you go maybe that's it's not well, people do that with car wrecks too you yeah know, you're driving you're driving down the highway and you're wondering why the cars are moving really slowly it's because everybody's slowing down to, to look at a tragedy um it, it's it's always going to be a spectacle people are always going to be drawn to it when those things happen um, but it doesn't mean we have to condone them um mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't mean we can't you know raise the, the the level of punishment we dole out for when it does happen um to try to get it to stop um i've just never believed the argument that if you take fighting out of hockey somehow the league's going to become a lawless mm -hmm. mess 
<laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's not the case in, in any other country where there's not nearly as much fighting in hockey. So why would it particularly be the case for our hockey? Mac, before I let you go, um, you know, the letter that Hockey uh, Canada published, um, you know, stated a number of things. What in there makes you hopeful that things might actually change? Uh, a couple things. Um, first of all, that they're, they've made it mandatory for the players uh, involved to participate in the investigation now, um, which was not the case before. Uh, so that that's that's a step in the right direction. I don't know what they possibly could have uh, accomplished without that. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that they're talking about real culture change in ice hockey. That there was a statement in there that said, "We recognize that you know we can change our policies so they look better, but that's not actually going to fix anything. Mm-hmm. Like this has developed over decades, and it's going to take a long time for us to get out of this mess." Um, so the fact that they're already talking about that and uh, kind of admitting that. It, I think it's a reason to be optimistic that there is a possibility for, for a change in, in hockey in Canada. That they're not just saying this to appease people? I, well, I hope not, <laughs> but it, they, they did only do this to appease people. So yeah. uh, maybe, maybe with the opportunity to have some, some reflection uh, and pressure from the sponsors, of course. I think uh, really uh, like that it's, not, it's not possible to continue this way. I would hope that there's a lot of reflection going on uh, over, the past, uh, over the past while. Mac Ross, thank you so much for your insight, your thoughts on this. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Mac Ross, uh, an assistant professor in the School of Kinesiology at Western University, and Mac uh, studies human rights in sports. What do you think? Can you, take, can you take violence out of hockey, and would you still enjoy the game just as much? Uh, we've seen it change quite a bit over the past number of years, right? We have. But what if there was no fighting? I mean, it's an, this question's been asked many, many times, but let me know what...